Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey, excuse me, excuse me. He's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right? He goes, I just want to say I'm a huge fan, right? And Steve is, and once you hear Stevie's voice, you know it's not. Yeah. Me, right? He's like, um, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not famous, I'm right? I'm that bad. <laughs> This guy's face just drops like crazy embarrassed. Yeah, it's like, like, first oh of all, my God. <laughs> have you heard the phrase, not all of us look alike? Yeah. And you're at an Asian. In five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. All Sundays at 12 p.m. I love you very much, people. This is a, what Cheers. the thirdish year for I'm mean, four years three four three and a half years shit it's been a while well this is my second year coming into yeah. the podcast 
I think I first came last March. Yeah. yeah. It, might, it might be around like four years, almost four years now, which yeah. is kind of fucking crazy. Just, I mean, it, it worked out a lot better than having to edit a fucking vlog. Every yes. Day. I tell you that. <laughs> I started doing just like these quick little vlogs. just when I have a thought randomly. Right. I'm like, man, I forgot how annoying this stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I color correct all this shit. Like, oh my yeah. God, it's annoying. <laughs> so much fucking work. Dude, right? like. It, it's not okay. At the, like on a singular level, it's not like that hard, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have to do it twice a week, yeah, <laughs> it's like, like holy shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> even like with the podcast and just going and think, thinking about it too, it's like, do you have any idea how many times I had to lay my opinions about things like yeah. constantly? Like yeah. once again, I, I I'm never ever going to complain about my life. I I really appreciate everything that I get to do and. You know, even being able to do stuff where this space makes sense and it works, it's nice. You know, yeah. I, f- I fucking love it. But it's kind of interesting that I have a certain fan base that comes in every week for me to fucking make them giggle and laugh or like give them perspective. One thing I will say, though, that I do want to address just because, you know, people have been writing me comments and messages about this. They're like, dude, how come you always just shit on Muriel like all the time? <laughs> it's like she's on my podcast. Yeah. That's what I do. This is not our relationship conversations, you yeah. dummies. It's like behind the scenes, you're just like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the, these like are, you call her a bitch, like in the behind yeah, the scenes. Like, <laughs> what are you, are you, are you dumb? Like, what's, they're like, dude, she's telling her stuff and you're ragging on. Yeah. Cause I'm giving her shit on the podcast. We're just having a banter back and forth. Like I, I've literally you're called. You're an abuser. Yeah. They're like, yeah, why does she stay with such an abusive man? She needs to open her eyes. And get <laughs> You know, I know she's Asian, but open her eyes a little bit. <laughs> it's like, dude, she knows it. We get it. Yeah. Like, no, nobody's defending Nick when I call him a tard. Yeah. <laughs> like, how come you're not defending Nick? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's it's different because it's not on this podcast. When she's on this podcast, she's not my my fiance. She's she's your co-host. She's my co-host. <laughs> like that. That's work. We're doing work yeah. talk. You're not going to see all the smoochy smoochy shit on this fucking yeah. podcast. We don't. And this is the weird so thing. You can too. find that shit on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> Tape so comedy yeah. on Pornhub. You'll see that shit fucking hacked in my iCloud pics. Yeah. But the weird thing is too, like, I, you know, I always tell people too, and I feel like a good portion is just like new, new subscribers or something. It's like, I'm always very adamant to let people know, like, you get to see what I let you see. Yeah. Yeah. That's so real because- I mean, we just talked about the Matrix mm-hmm. and just going back to the idea of what the Matrix is, is like literally for some reason, people can't tell the difference between someone's reality yeah. and like just entertainment. Yeah. And just to like <laughs> defend some of the viewership, I think it's because we do have very real conversations. Like yeah. Where it does get serious or whatever. But, but then it's not like, hey, we're going to riff right now. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> You're not going to do that, yeah. right? If you, you know, riffing is when you get it in your head, you say the first thing. Yeah. Do you think like when Mariel's telling me about her trip to Toronto, I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. No. <laughs> I'm listening to it. I'm like, yo, that's dope that you went there. We've already had this conversation before. You just, they're, they're retelling. It's not like, okay, she got back from <laughs> yeah. Toronto. Don't tell me. Don't tell me until <laughs> we're on the mic. It's like, of course, you guys have had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, hey, can I tell you about my dad? I go, shut the fuck up. <laughs> You know when we're supposed to have our real conversations? Yeah. We're supposed to have our real conversations on the podcast. In on front our, of the whole world. <laughs> and our fake stuff is in private. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? 
Like, of course, I'm fucking giving her shit and I'm poking fun of her. It's how everybody is treated on this podcast yeah. because this is the fucking platform for that. You will never, ever be privy to our private conversations and how we really are because that's for us. This is your own little like loitering parking lot of yes. the 7-Eleven where you, you go with your buddies to get a Slurpee and you just chill and yeah. hang out at the parking lot and you just talk a whole lot of bullshit. It's just bullshit. Some yeah. mo- Majority of the times it's nonsense. And by the way, too, one of the things that I wanted to address, they go, oh, how come on the podcast, uh, Mariel doesn't open up about her life. You just talk so much. I'm like, because she doesn't want to fucking tell you about yeah. her personal <laughs> shit. You fucking assholes, dude. Like she comes on as yeah. a favor to me. You know, yeah, a lot of, of the times when Mariel comes on is because somebody has COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who else are you going to get to come yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So she, as a favor to me, she just comes on and then she asks a lot of questions and allows me to riff off her. And then we have a conversation yeah. like it's, you'll, you'll, she's not an entertainer and I don't think yeah. people understand it. Like, yeah. They're so used to seeing YouTube couples. All right. Right. So it's like Bart and Jill are you, they, that's their career. Yeah. You know, that's both of their careers. Exactly. Mariel is not. An entertainer no. <laughs> like, to make money. She, no. You're not going to know 90% of the stuff that she thinks, how she feels and stuff about her personal life. You will never know that stuff. You know why? Because she's a normal human being. Yeah. She chooses not to let those things out because number one, I, look, you motherfuckers can't even deal with public fucking scrutiny. Yeah. <laughs> so what, who the fuck are you to fucking like ask her why she, why she's not telling these stories. And, and you know, from first person view, when you have a guest come on and it's, actually their first podcast ever my god like what's that like yeah it's just it's like pulling teeth <laughs> yeah you know yeah so. And, and so like people have to understand like this is it um, actually you you have to get acclimated to this water yeah you know uh it, it's one thing like even my first time i was nervous as fuck but then um you know over time i've been on here now like since last march i was just like natural it's natural and yeah. we're drunk <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's only fair, you yeah. know, that that Mario comes on is actually like a fucking blessing for you. Because yeah, it's a how treat. many people could, you know, just be like, oh shit, I, I had a guest fallout. Yeah. Fill in. Like I'm I'm not gonna explain this anymore. If you see Mario on and you guys enjoy it, enjoy it for what it is. You're you're not gonna really get to know her personally like you will me. I'm okay. I am I'm an open book, but even then to my open, you still don't know like 70% of me. Yeah. Like I'm only telling you personal, like very weird stories. That I'm okay telling. Yeah. Right? You're not going to know everything. That's why it's got to fucking suck for people who create a character for themselves out there. And then, like, people meet them in real life. And then they treat them like their character. And then all of a sudden, the, the creator is, like, offended. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you did this on yourself, man. Everybody yeah. thinks you're, like, this way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when, when people come up to me and they go, like, oh, I thought you'd be a lot meaner. But I'm like... <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. Roast me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. So I'll get a lot of comments about like send food stuff or when we're doing, um, when foodie calls and they go, oh, David doesn't like to being approached. I'm like, that's the joke in the video. <laughs> that's the joke. It's like when somebody comes to screen, we're like, what the fuck are you doing here? That's the ongoing bit. Yeah. Like if you're a fan, do you, do you guys understand that I owe you my life? <laughs> like, like, don't, I'm I'm not like that. Like, mm-hmm. look, I get it though, you know. But uh, like, the the weird thing is, is like, oh my god, he's gonna fucking yell at me. And like, yeah, if I yell at you, just understand you're a part of the joke. So enjoy it. Like, right. after the cameras are off, right. <laughs> say hi. It's normal. It's a part of the bit. 
Like I should, I've explained it. And also I shouldn't have to explain that. Yeah. That's when you lose the idea of a joke where it's just not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. That's when it sucks. It's like, once you have to explain a joke, it loses its appeal. It loses its fervor. And it's like, it's, it's, it's like, why do I have to catch you up to speed to hear, man? Like everyone else is already here. And yeah, it's like, and I've always, and I've, and I've said it in a million videos before. It's like, you do understand that the career that a lot of these YouTubers have, like this is this is one of the most honest relationships. It's like I have a lifestyle because you watch and support. Yeah. It, there is no other way around it. Yeah, I create stuff for me, but because you enjoy the stuff that I create, I get to be who I am. Mm-hmm. So there is no idea of me walking around thinking that I'm anywhere near better than any of my viewership. If anything, you're better than me because you allow me to live the life that I have. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a lifestyle of appreciation. One of the things that people do have to remember, and I'm going to reiterate this, is that once again, even for me, the stuff that I put out, social media is not real. You get a glimpse of life and you yeah. get to see what I allow you to see. Yeah. So when Mariel comes on and you wonder why I'm talking so much because, guys, she's not comfortable talking about all of her personal details. Yeah. You will never, ever get to know that stuff because my lady is a very well-balanced human being, <laughs> which is why I get to be as chaotic as I am. Yeah. You know, she's the yin to my fucking yang. So if you're wondering why, like, okay, well, on the podcast, she's asking more questions and not really answering her own is because she's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. She's not in entertainment. Personal information that goes out on this space also will affect her personal job. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. why don't people – like, it's 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 the same people who go online and they go, let me tell y'all something. I fucking hate Wendy's. Fuck Wendy's. This is the worst company ever. And the next day they go into Wendy's for work. Yeah. <laughs> they're fired. Yeah. And they go, what happened? <laughs> so it's like, you know, all those people that shit on Wendy's, they actually work for themselves. Yeah. You know, they can't get fired by us. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's like, it's like one of those situations. It's the idea that a lot of people still, like people have to come back to earth. Like your personal information doesn't have to be out there. You don't have to let people know your thoughts all the fucking time, mm. which is why a lot of celebrities often forget that when they tweet shit. You know, right. they go, this is how the world should be. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Remember Gal Gadot when yeah. she sang that stupid song with all <laughs> like, her fucking celebrity friends? Yeah. How detached was that? You know, it's fucking insane that uh, it, it's not like it, it's the people in f- who read the comments and people who put themselves in, in front of the camera, too. It's like their sense of reality can can be in the same space, too, where it's like, I need to say this. Somebody needs to hear. And so they'll write this long ass fucking comment to like rebut whatever you had to say and said, and you'd be like, your only answer is like, man, it was a fucking joke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. It's like, just, just fucking relax, man. That's why it's even hard for me to be sometimes like in, cause I have like social anxiety. Yeah. Um, I, I manage it pretty well just because I can like mentally get myself into a space where I can deal with it. And it's like all the energy. Yes. And then I don't want to be around people for the next few days. But the reason why too, I, I kind of figure a lot of my social anxiety comes from is the fact that I'm also becoming an adult now where I'm, it's not that I care what people think, but I'm also mindful about how people feel. Right. Right. And understandably so within the entertainment space, I am somebody that is, much like the Matrix, an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I don't like somebody, 
It doesn't matter what your career is, what opportunities you can create for me. You're not going to suck butt. I'm not. It's just <laughs> because my boss is you. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like I answer to this crowd here. Like I get to create content freely. There is, it's, to be honest with you, a lot of YouTubers and social media people, we're spoiled in that sense. Yeah. In a good way. We get to create stuff without red tape. It's the only red tape that's there is stuff that we create for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can literally create content whenever the fuck that we want. So when I go into a space where people say, okay, we're, we're going to have this mixer. Uh, these, this is this person. You go make sure you talk to them. I'm like, no. <laughs> talk to my friends. Yeah. You know, If we happen to cross paths and we, we chop it up, great. If my goal is to this guy has money for a film and I want to talk to him, then maybe I will. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I can't not be myself. I'm just, it just, it feels like a waste of my life force. So, so speaking of social, social interactions, uh, I went to an event that you didn't go to this year. (laughs) Um, we went, I went to the, what the character media gala. Is that what it's called now? Well, no, it's called the unforgettable gala held by character media. Yeah. So it used to be called the Coriam Gallery. Yes. Right. Coriam was like this publication for Korean Americans. Then they expanded to just generally Asian Americans. And right now you can really see that they're just trying to just be Asian, Asian. Right? Yeah. Because uh, they also celebrate like Asians doing big things that are just from Asia too. Yeah. Right. Um, so this Today is. Today we had the, the laboratory scientists who created COVID 19. Yeah. <laughs> You made such an impact on our culture and on our way of life. <laughs> you changed the way we think and feel. In fact, in fact your creation changed the world. Yeah. So, so, to, so the Unforgettable Gala is like the BET Awards for Asians, right? Mm-hmm. It's just an award for being Asian. Yes. Right. So cool. uh, I, uh, I went to my first one like... 11 years ago, like 2009, I think. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now... All you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
my lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This podcast is brought to you by CBD Farmhouse, my friends. If you haven't heard me talk about this stuff right here, well, then you don't know me at all. And this is an easy, easy ad placement for me to do because I use this stuff on the daily, whether it's their sleepy time gummies, their tinctures, their topical ointments, whatever, you name it. But right now, the product that I love the most is the sleepy time gummies because I have been having a lot of trouble sleeping lately, specifically because of work and my my time schedule has been all messed up. These things knock me out, and the best part about it is it helps me wake up without feeling groggy. I love it. If you're sore, you guys can use their freezing roll-on. You could use their topical creams. Whatever you want, CBD Farmhouse has it. And guess what? For my listeners out there, if you guys want to try their products and you are sworn in and you guys are convinced because I use it all the time, guess what? You can get 15% off by using my code BRAIN on their website, cbdfarmhouse.com. Enter code BRAIN to get 15% off. Once again, that's cbdfarmhouse.com. Enter code BRAIN to get 15% off. I love this stuff and I know for a fact you will too, whether you have anxiety, muscle aches, pains, what ever you need to chill out cbd farmhouse has it for you love you bitches um and then like the year a couple after too i i it's because i did these like a uh, commercial contest for jinro mm-hmm. and the finalists got to go and i went two years in a row for that yeah and then the next year i went with you and dan and i presented an award to side digitally yeah <laughs> you didn't show up yeah that's the thing so many years that i've gone so many people don't Did show, show up, up. <laughs> so it's kind of like like yeah you know like who doesn't show up for the bet awards if they're they're black right mm-hmm. like they all like they represent. All yeah yeah and so um it's it's super hoity-toity pretty much it's a black tie event this is why i don't go yeah I, the, the two times that i went i was forced to wear clothes 
And I just, (laughs) I was forced to wear clothes. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I was forced to wear slacks and a tie and a vest. And I just, by the way, I don't dislike the event. I think the event's perfectly fine. Like, you know, good food, free alcohol. Yeah. You know, people are there to uh, celebrate each other. Mm. I, well, I don't know what it is, man. I don't like the concept of awards for. Yeah. It's self-masturbatory. Yes. That's what it feels like. And like I said, too, take this with a grain of salt. I'm only telling you not how you should feel. It's how I personally feel. So, okay. Actually, say what you have to say about that. Well, that's it. That's it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, uh, I went. So it was last month. I went and uh, Jimmy O. Yang won an award for. His TV work and stuff. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not, it's not like, oh, best actor in a thing, right? Best. Well, no, it's just um, the the groundbreaking award, like a, a new rookie on the scene who, who's mm-hmm. who's making big waves, right? Yeah. And then they'll have one who's make. it's just, it's not like how well you do it. It's like how you're impacting the culture, which is legit, yeah. you know? Um, so uh, Jimmy O. Yang won one for, com- for comedy. And part of his speech was just like, you know, this whole thing, like he said, like, I don't know why, you know, we do this so masturbatory, but if you're the one getting masturbated, it's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, like it, it was hilarious. Then Um, the, the other part that I critique, like every year, every fucking year, every time there's a presenter on stage, you know, to come in and talk and, and speak and read the fucking lines and shit and present awards. Everyone's fucking talking at their table. Everyone's just babbling. Like no one stays quiet just to watch. People are talking during their presentation. Yeah. Like the whole, like literally it gets kind of loud to the point where even the presenters are like, uh, guys, shh, (laughs) you know? (laughs) See, and this goes back to, I guess the Asians in the library was true. Yeah. (laughs) I guess she, I guess she had a fucking point. She had a point. Yep. And it goes back to me in that fucking theater with those two Chinese people behind me just yapping it up. Maybe we do talk a little too much, huh? Yeah, man. So like that, that was pretty bothering some for me because even when we went back in the day, I think it was like 2012, right? Fucking my hero, legendary comic artist, Jim Lee, was going up to accept an award because he had just become the fucking lead editor of DC. Yes. He moved, It was a major move from Marvel to DC. And he fucking revamped DC's look with his dope-ass fucking illustrations. And they were fucking awarding him for it. And while he was up there giving his speech, uh, one of Clara's fucking super fans came over and was like, oh my God, Clara. Blah, blah. And... I couldn't hear a goddamn word Jim Lee was saying. And I'm like, I just want to be like, shut the fuck up. My hero's on stage, yeah. please. And they didn't change. 10 years later, they're still fucking yapping it up. That was also too, like one of my big gripes is like, you know, if you're going to make it a classy event, be classy. <laughs> Pick which side of the fucking fence you're on. If this is something where I'm supposed to dress up in, like this is a black tie affair. And you guys are just fucking rambling through all these accolades and awards where you're trying to show people this like respect and love. It's like, shut the fuck up then. Yeah. You know, like pick your side of the fence. Is this a fucking ratchet Vietnamese wedding or are we doing straight up an award show? Because I would love the ratchet Vietnamese wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking let's go. Because if I could show up in like my secret society gear, just, you know, I'm looking decent. I'll get the nice fade. I'll look clean and I'm allowed in. Then let's do it. Well, there's a few people people went quiet for which was the Panda Express founders. 
Everyone paid their respects to Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about something that changed the world bigger than fucking COVID. Let's talk yeah. about Panda, Panda Express. Express, dude. They they made Chinese American like food legit. You know, they invented orange chicken. Like, that's the crazy thing that not a lot of people realize. They're the ones who started that shit. <laughs> orange chicken is delicious. Fucking delicious. Shout outs to those fucking Asian American kids on that BuzzFeed video, huh? <laughs> no, nobody would eat this stuff. Real Chinese people wouldn't like this at all. And oh, you always said you had their uncle. It's so good. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Stop fucking kidding yourselves. That's why we aren't ashamed to say McDonald's is delicious yeah. as well. Stop just me. keep it real. Yeah, I just, there's something about me and like, yeah, it's just that self-masturbatory thing, right? And like I said, when you're at that award show, because I see posts where people are like, yo, like I, I love and respect that. Why were you talking through their whole speech then? Yeah. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> if you really gave them respect and you really cared about them, like would you be having these million side conversations, not even looking at them receive their award on yeah. the This is what I'm talking about. Like social media is not real. If you were at that fucking event like I was for those two years, you would see exactly what I experienced. Just like – you people are either here just there to network to get their fucking name up to feel like they're very important to walk this red carpet but you're not really there to celebrate these people achievements you're there to celebrate yourself and i dislike that and you know what this is not indicative of this event this is a lot of events are like this stuff right and once again if you enjoy this that's hey i have no judgment against you i get it i just don't like it i I feel like they just kind of lose control of the audience Mm. which is weird um, Tell them all to shut the fuck up yeah. or beat them with a bamboo stick. They they film it now at the same place. Uh, not film it. They they have it at the same place as the Golden Globes uh, oh. at the Beverly Hilton. Yes, so very it's cool. nice. It's actually really fancy now. It's just yeah. The it just seems like the audience can't get their shit together every time. Yeah, man. It's like I I don't know, man. It's it's just one of those things. I know there's a lot of people there who I love and respect and mm-hmm. and. You know, because of the recent wave of all this like representation stuff, there's people who were going before are there now. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, so, yeah. So like uh, Shang-Chi um, got a couple awards, right? So they yeah. gave Simu like uh, not – I don't – I forget if it's like Breakthrough Actor or something. The idea – like I said, it's not Best Actor Awards. They're just like giving it to people who made a Big cultural big, impact. Big cultural impact. Like, yeah. Shang-Chi made a huge yeah. cultural Shang-Chi impact. Shang-Chi got a huge, uh, big award and, and ovation too. And it, I, I kind of saw it there, like as much as we personally just don't like it as a film, like that's the place where it's going to get celebrated. Hell yeah. yeah. And it should, rightfully so. Yeah. Where it was like the people were on their feet and like like showing their real love to the Shang-Chi cast. They, that, that they showed up. Except for uh, Aquafina, <laughs> she was, I think she was doing something else or something. Yeah, like she's, I think she's filming something right yeah, now. She, when is she not filming something? Yeah, dude? killing it. Yeah, so um, it's it's really high class. It looks super expensive, but uh, and they were sponsored by Remy Martin, right? So each table had a bottle of Remy. I told you, let's do it, fucking Vietnamese wedding style, dude. Yeah, and I got sick. A lot of people got sick. There, there was a lot of people you could see just laying out like, oh, nah. <laughs> like, hey, the, the next one, I want to see anybody. China Mac invited to this shit. Because, <laughs> dude, this guy has been doing so much for the community. Yeah, he's actually worthy of being up on stage. He is literally in the cold in protest and support for a woman who got n- beaten senseless with a brick yeah. every day until her husband said, hey, 
I don't want you to do this anymore because I feel that my wife wouldn't want you young people to stand out here in the cold. Dang. So he was doing it nonstop. So, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about celebrating somebody from the Asian American community. You better start with that motherfucker right there. Yeah. You're talking about somebody who's changed his life. Well, I'll say that it's not a social award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Hollywood Asians award. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just the, it's just the idea too of, of maybe it's the thing of just like, it just sounds like somebody trying to say, oh, look at me. I'm also important too. It's like, who are you, whose approval are you looking for? Mm. You don't need anybody's approval. I think one of the things I really liked about like Asian American culture was the fact that it's true. Like we kind of did things on the down low, mm. right? So somebody said, oh, you're fucking dumb. You don't know shit. You're a fucking Asian dude. What do you fucking know? It's like, dude, I own half the businesses in your fucking block. Yeah. <laughs> you're a peasant. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we kind of did things through action and stuff. But once again, it's okay. It, it's it's cool to celebrate it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it has its purpose. It's just me being there this year was, I felt so out of place this time. Mm, mm. You know? Because look, I, I ran into a lot of old friends that I don't talk to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and realized, um, yeah, like, do I want to hang out? Still, like, actually, not really. Not really. Dog, yeah. I, I, won't, I won't out who this is. Listen, I know a lot of shit about people. <laughs> but, you know, your, bro, your guy's not choosing war. But, like, there was this one uh, actress that I know that was at this fucking event. And this is where I go back to social media not being real. <sighs> this person was going on this diatribe talking to this person behind me. She was, this, like, that was behind me. Yeah. And was talking about how... They don't believe in sex before marriage. Even though I know like 30 people this woman has banged. (laughs) (laughs) At at a social event? (laughs) At the Korean Gala. At the Korean Gala. Oh, so she was being like Jesus little helper out there? (laughs) She was spreading the gospel? I spit my drink out. (laughs) Literally was going on this whole diatribe talking to this other person. Going... Yeah, like, you know, like Jesus Christ has like changed my life. Like I like I'm a really hardcore follower of like Christianity and like God. Like I don't understand why people can't like, you know, like I understand like sex is a temptation, but I I personally don't believe in sex before marriage when I literally know seven dicks that went in her mouth. <laughs> it's like, why are you You took my boy's V card? Yeah. I'm like, why are you voluntarily opening this information to pe- that 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 girl didn't even ask. He's like, changing me. Yeah. <laughs> My precious. Like but, but, you know, know, listening to that too, it's like, are you trying to show everybody how, how fucking pious and religious you are and how amazing you are? Yeah, it's just like, hey, how are you doing? Actually, <laughs> you know, let me I tell you about my French. <laughs> you know, but this is, it's like that stuff too. And then like, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to stick to the people that I enjoy and I appreciate. And I don't want to do the, hey man, it's been so good. I don't, like doing that you guys eventually will reach that point in your life too i think the only person i was actually really happy to see was justin yeah he actually won an award too for director he should have won an award every year yeah (laughs) he uh um he gave a pretty good speech too where he was kind of talking about because his past experiences at coriam uh gala was just like he would just get wasted and fuck up his presentation. And one of the funniest things this fool ever did was at collaboration, he had a nipple tassels on. Yeah. <laughs> there was he went to like a Lisa Ling event 
were in a teddy bear suit and try to break dance when he can't break dance. <laughs> Dude, Justin is hilarious, dude. I know you see this guy as like a director of these amazing films, but he's one of the funniest yeah. fucking dudes I've ever met in my life. Uh, I think there was, I don't know if it was a collaboration, but there was another one where like uh, they were, he was a, I think he was a judge, right? And mm. it's like him and a couple other Asian American celebrities or something. And they, whoever was hosting, put the mics in their mouths like, hey, what do you have to say? And like, what do you think about being here? When we put the mic to Justin, he went, suck my cock. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say this guy has grown up. (laughs) (laughs) But by the way, this is why I love Justin, though. Justin is Justin, dude. (laughs) He's such a fun, fun fucking guy. Unapologetically. He's such a fun fucking guy, man. He's always been that way. And to see like the type of films and perspective that he has now is such a cool thing to see, man. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun. Yeah. And so, uh, man, there's another thing. So th- in this event, literally every Asian American is there. Yeah. Right. And, um, but there's also a lot of non-Asians because, um, this one guy, right. He's this white actor. He's a good looking guy. Right. Apparently he's on a couple shows on two of the award winning, Right. Um, I think they're both Netflix and they're both Asian American leads and he's on both shows. So he got invited to the gala. Right. And so I was with my brother-in-law, Stevie. So if you know Stevie. Yes. He looks like Bobby Lee. (laughs) Yes, he does. (laughs) So this actor, I was with Stevie. We were trying to head out and he, he was wide eyed coming to him. Right. And even my sister Sora was like, I saw him coming from a mile away and I walked away to save myself from the embarrassment. She like, she knew this was going to happen. Was, oh my God. This guy came up, he put his hands on Stevie. He's like, Hey, excuse me, excuse me. And he's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. And he goes, I just want to say I'm a huge fan. Right. And Steve is, and once you hear Stevie's voice, you know, it's not. Yeah. Me, right. He's like, um, I'm not who you think I am. I'm not famous. I'm right. Batman. <laughs> This guy's face just drops like crazy embarrassed. Yeah, I was like, like, first of oh all, my God. <laughs> have you heard the phrase, not all of us look alike? Yeah. And you're at an Asian American workshop where 99% of us are Asian and you pull that off. <laughs> I would literally scream out loud. I was like, this guy thought I was Bobby Lee, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, he instantly turned around and walked away the other way. He was so embarrassed. That's like, hilarious. <laughs> Hey man, oh my kudos to you though. Because I'll tell you this, I've done that a few times. I don't do that stuff anymore. I've done, I fucked up so many. You know, in high school once, I so there was two people in my high school that were two short Asian guys. They were the same height. They looked very similar, but w- only one of them was my friend. <laughs> you just mixed them up. <laughs> so one time after school, I fucking ran up to this fool. I picked him up and I chucked him. <laughs> Like I threw him like a doll. He's just a stranger. <laughs> and it was not him. I had a 50-50 chance of who this I will still remember this till this fucking day. One of the most mortifying experiences ever. Some random guy, me, picks you up in midair and WWE fucking throws you. And the reason why I did that was because the day before he was over at my house, we were fucking around and doing um it was like well, I was a freshman in high school, but we were doing um what do you call it? Well, SmackDown type of shit. Yeah, just like, like wrestling WWE shit. Moves. And then I fucking did this, this like somersault roll. <laughs> and then 
he was supposed to like catch my fall with a bunch of pillows, but he moved the pillows and I smashed my head into the wall. Oh my God. So I was like bleeding on the temple of my head. <laughs> there was this fat gaping hole in the wall. And then my parents beat my ass because I put a hole in the wall. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get this fool back. And so I saw this fool after school. I literally fucking picked him up and I threw him in the mid in midair. And I was like, fucking got you, fool. This Dude, he goes, what the fuck? It's just like a completely pale. Guy. I went pale. I, went, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And the guy just so pissed. He picked up his backpack and just stormed off. Because I think he thought I was bullying him. Yeah. I'm like, no, I, I thought you were my friend. <laughs> you know? Dude, that's an allegory to even what we were talking about earlier, man. It's just something you do with your boys. <laughs> it was your safe space. It's just the wrong person yeah. taking it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Like to him, he's like, "Oh yeah, you just throw your friend in midair." <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is what I do with my boys. <laughs> Look at my temple on yeah. He did this to me yesterday. He's like, "I don't care." Yeah, that fool was legit, like four eleven. Oh no. Yeah, and then I think our senior year of high school, he shot up to like five seven. Damn. Yeah, out of nowhere, he had a growth spurt. Dude, I ugh, that reminds me of my friend. We were both we we're both five seven, like senior of high school. I grew like an inch since high school. This guy grew to six foot four. Holy shit. Yeah. When I, I caught up with them on social media, like, what the fuck? Like, he's just a fucking, I don't understand people who grow an entire like foot, like who had those growth. Dude, that was my, my best friend. He was like 5'10 in high school. And then after we graduated, I went to Riverside and then he went to community college. I came back over break. He shot up to 6'1". He was my height. Damn. He shot like two, three inches. That's so I was like, oh shit. And I remember too, like he was, he wasn't very strong. He's probably physically stronger than me now. Yeah. But I, I, this will, since I was a kid, I used to, I hate, I hated lying because my dad used to beat me to a pulp because yeah. I would lie so much. I'm right? not a fan of lying. Yeah. Either. So it's like, like we understand what people tell fibs, white lies, you exaggerate stories. Those aren't really lies to me. That's just you being an entertaining speaker. Especially it's literally like, why are you late for work? My tire popped. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that. So this fool, <laughs> just something small. We were eating like watermelon inside of my house, right? And then this fool left all the scraps on the table. And I knew it was him because I threw my <laughs> shit away. I was like, hey, bro, is those your scraps? He was like, no, nah, that's yours. <laughs> and that shit Come on. pissed me off. Yeah. And so I literally crossed his arms. I fucking put my knee into his chest so his arms were stuck <laughs> onto his chest. And I socked both of his arms until they went numb. <laughs> It's just the boys, man. What are you guys? What are you offended of? Hey, man. This dude, is what remember, you do with the guys. Dude, remember fucking we used to play a game called Bloody Knuckles? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, but that's so dumb. Literally, for, for you people who don't know what Bloody Knuckles is, it's self-explanatory. You, you stick your hand out and you go punch for punch on each other's The hands. winner is the one who's fucking smarter. Yeah. <laughs> they say, I, I'm done. Yeah. We used to play fucking open chest. You know what open really? chest is? You just stand there and it hit each other. No, you. It's 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 PTSD. So you're just walking around school, uh-huh. and then if you're not guarding your chest, you get socked in it. What? So I would, I would just be eating like a salad or something, and all of a sudden one of my friends would sock me in my chest, and he'll go open chest. Oh my gosh! And it got to the point. One of my friends, we just hung out recently when I went back to Sacramento. This fool is like a world international karate champion. You're not going to stop his punch. I swear to God, like he hit me once. I think I coughed the blood. Like this will hit me so fucking hard. Oh my gosh. And so it got to the point where this is also something dumb. Birthday hits. You know, know, after a certain age, it's just getting jumped. 
You know what's dumber? Birthday shots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking as many shots as your birthday. Oh, man. I remember we stopped doing birthday hits when we all hit 16. I was yeah. like, you know, at this point, you guys are just jumping me into a gang. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I better get something out of this. Boys are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember too, like, so I avoided one of my friends and this guy was fucking strong as shit. This full, I avoided him throughout all, all day in high school <laughs> because it was my birthday. Yeah. That fool showed up to my house and beat the shit out of me. What? <laughs> Happy birthday, bitch. Yeah. So, because I dodged like 10 punches. Oh, my So, he gosh. just bum rushed into my house and finished the punches. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, see you tomorrow. Oh, like, God. The family's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, it's his birthday. <laughs> Dude, at that point, we're like, you know what? No more of this stuff, man. Yeah. Like, this is too much. Like, our our arms would just be purple. Dude, the last time I played hit for hit is with the wrong person. I did it with uh, Kenny. <laughs> Doc, Kenny's like 6'4". Yeah, I know. Which is like, I don't know why I agreed. <laughs> Kenny's a giant. He's a giant. I don't know why I agreed. And that's the last time I played. Where I was like, what, 24, 25 years old. Oh, my God. And that's still too old to be playing. <laughs> Kenny is such a sweet guy, too. Yeah. I can't believe he hit you. It's because he's so impulsive. He's like, you want to go hit for hit? And I'm a little impulsive, too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> let's just fucking do it. Yeah, let's do it. Kenny, by the way, if you guys don't know, it was the lead singer of Daphne Loves Derby. Yeah, he's a big, tall guy. <laughs> the, first of all, Saint. Yeah, he's Captain Korea. Yeah. And, like, I I know he would hate me, like, like you know, spazzing him up like this. But... Like I said, he's like 6'3", 6'4". He's a good-looking guy, and he's a fucking genius. Like, and oh yeah, he was a leader of a band, like playing arenas around the country. Like, like fucking girls in my high school would masturbate to him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Some friends I'll meet, like they'll they'll see him in my Instagram. They're like, "How are you friends with him?" Kind of thing. I'm yeah, like, oh, he's my friend. But yeah, it's like, he's a normal guy. You know, he's just done extraordinary things. Like, like it's nothing. Yeah, he's an amazing human being. I call him Captain Korea. Like. Even his grandpa. His grandpa stole a train in North Korea to get them out. What? He hijacked the train, got like 150 people on, and they rolled down to South Korea to safety. Oh, he's just a part of a legacy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think that's why he's like, I got to live up to that. Do you want to know my fucking family story? <laughs> <laughs> my fucking family story. During the time during the Korean War, right? Shit was going down. This is the time for you to stand up for your country. My fucking grandfather, the hero that he is, got a boat and fled and <laughs> lived on an island until the war was over. <laughs> Which you is know, exactly what I would have done. You know, Jeju is really nice this time around. <laughs> you know, 1950, Jeju Island was very nice. My, so, so my aunt, my oldest aunt, right? Their, their uh, oldest daughter was born on one of those islands. She doesn't have a birth certificate. Wow. So she doesn't. She's not so, in the grid. <laughs> she's not on the grid. So they had to create one. She doesn't even actually know how old she is. Right. She doesn't know the actual date of her birth. The actual date of her birth. Yeah. She was just born on that island that a lot of people fled to. Yeah. And they just <laughs> ran away. And then you have Kenny's grandpa yeah. fucking fled North Korea. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me actually uh, a few Thanksgivings ago, uh, my uncle, my mom's oldest brother, he's like 13 years older than her. Um, he just started telling us stories. At the dinner table. Bring the mic down a little bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah. He was uh, telling stories at the dinner table. And he told a story about our great, uh, my great uncle. And basically when uh, he was a child, uh, he and my grandma 
and my great-grandfather were kidnapped by like um, some spies, I think North Korean what spies or fuck? some Yeah. And they tied up my great-grandfather to a tree while my grandma was holding on to him, you know, crying. And they fucking killed him. They shot him point blank. Because <gasps> that's how I learned that my, how my grandma was deaf. It was because that gunshot was so close to her ear. Right? Yeah. And and then those, I get apparently those guys like fucked up my great uncle too. And, and around that time they were living in Japanese occupation, right? Yeah. So he was a freedom fighter as, as a college student. And he was out there fucking up Japanese government shit, like being a little guerrilla terrorist. Fuck? Yeah. Well, my grandpa's out here just fucking eating kimbap on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking crazy. So, so he, throughout World War II, he was fighting the Japanese. And then after the Japanese bounced and they were trying to set up a new government, um, that's when North and South Korea got into their civil war, right? Yeah. And he was a democratic socialist, he was saying, but like a fucking guerrilla fighting democratic socialist. And so he, he uh, initially wasn't really doing anything for the war, I guess, because he had already been fighting the Japanese. Yeah. But then he got fucking kidnapped by guerrilla fighters in the mountains. They kidnapped him and forced him to fight with them. Right. And so he was just gone for years, they said. And like, like apparently like the year following the war, when it was finally peace, they were all, you know how Korean families all live in like one Shigor house. Yeah. Right. The multi-generational home. Yeah. Everybody's just sitting at home and um, they're on their front outdoor porch thing. And then they said from far, he said he was a kid and he remembers this, like their house was like, their front gate was going right down the road and there was a guy walking with a limp and with like his arm in a sling like this. And he kept coming closer and closer and closer. And he said it was his uncle, right? And he was fucked up. He had like scars all over his body, like across his neck. He, he was shot nine times and he was walking finally walking home he goes um and they're like holy fucking shit and you finally made it home and so all my other cousins say too yeah and remember that uncle his arms like this all the time like i never met him <laughs> what but the all my fuck? other cousins know him yeah dude th that's so funny to me because it all makes sense to how why my grandpa never talked shit about japanese people yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude, so it's I, like <laughs> i was a kid you know, that's why I didn't know about all this like Japanese Korean animosity yeah. until college. Yeah. Because my grandpa would be like, hey, I can speak some Japanese. <laughs> he would mm -hmm. show me like Japanese shit. Like it's nothing. But his yeah. experience was very different. Yeah. You know, he was over here fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My grandma, I think if you're Korean, all your grandparents know Japanese. Yeah, they know how to speak Japanese, read and write. Because they were forced to. They were trying know, to just do a genocide and get rid of our uh, cult like cultural culture. genocide. Yeah. Yeah. So they got books, everything. They turned that palace that's in movies all the time. Now, you know, that used to be a zoo for decades. From, for real? Yeah. And the, when they first came in uh, annexed Korea, they turned that palace into a fucking zoo. They <gasps> destroyed everything in there. And then they just set up the whole courtyard and all this shit to have animals live and shit and piss in it. Right. And that then, sounds crazy. But the hilarious thing is like decades after the Korean war, it was still a zoo. They were like, why the fuck is this a zoo? <laughs> and they restored what, it. One day they were just like one employee cleaning shit. They're like, which water material? What are we doing here? Yeah, why did we maintain this? Like, like, this is a 
palace. Yeah. So they they fucking that's why you can you see everybody taking pictures there now because but it used to be a zoo for a long time. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And when I look back to I, I I don't know if this ever blows people's mind. This shit wasn't really that long ago. No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> literally just two generations for us. At yeah. Least. And there's people still alive that experience this shit. Yeah, people who were like like my grandma apparently got married when she was 19 cuz her best friend got kidnapped as a sex slave. That's crazy. Yeah, because her best friend they were afraid so what I also learned, I saw these old ass pictures of my Haruji, he's in Japan. Right? And I'm like, but my grandfather isn't Japanese. Yeah. He was she just did very well in Korea, Jap- Japanese occupied Korea mm-hmm. that he moved to Japan to become a scholar. Wow. Japan. But through my grandma's connections, because my grandfather, the reason why he was kidnapped and murdered was because he was a politician in, in the government. And so it, through that those connections, they got my grandpa to marry my grandma. So it was an arranged marriage. What? Yeah, slowly because it's like, we can't have her be a sex slave. Yeah. Because they wouldn't, I guess they weren't like kidnapping like married women apparently at that time, but they were kidnapping teenagers very much that's why they're still alive today that's what's so crazy when i would talk to like some of my friends who were japanese and like <clears throat> they would ask their parents things and you know how their parents would describe it was they didn't know what was going on yeah <laughs> like the citizens didn't know what was citizens, going on yeah and especially like culturally too you're just loyal to your government so it, it, it wasn't this thing like that i think that a lot of people i mean there could have been i don't know i yeah. mean this is just from a perspective of like these few people so mine's very anecdotal based on like two or three families. They're like, yeah, growing up, we were just living. Yeah. You know, we didn't know what was going on. Like we we were kind of ignorant to everything. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For, for me, I, I grew up so angry and pissed off. A, because I didn't learn about any of that shit in American schools, right? Yeah. It's when I went, there's like a Korean Holocaust museum in Korea that I went to when I was like 16. It blew my fucking mind because in eighth grade before that, when I was like 13, 14, I went to Washington, D.C. and went to the Holocaust Museum there, right? And it blew my mind. Like never again, never let this happen mm-hmm. to, you know, anybody or the world, right? And it was all these, like uh, the Jews were the example of it, right? Then I go to Korea and I see these atrocities like that that, that were happening to us too, like these torture devices and the, the fucked up shit they would do, like, they would crucify the Christians. Like they brought back crucifixion. Yeah. Like it was bad stuff. God damn. Yeah. Uh, they'd cut off freedom fighters, noses and ears and send them and their lips and send them back like without noses and ears. That's crazy. Yeah. So they, they did some cruel shit. Right. And so I grew up really angry. A, a cause I didn't know until later in my life and, and B, because it, I, I, yeah, it wasn't taught in any American schools, but we learned about the Holocaust up our ass every year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I didn't learn shit about the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like, oh, what I found out too, it's like, 
I mean, you don't really think about this, but every school's curriculum is different based on like the demographics in your school. Right. So did you did you <clears throat> did you read A Raisin in the Sun and watch the play? No. See, I did. Right. So did you learn about Lewis and Clark and Poco and not Pokemon Sacagawea? Yeah, I learned. Oh, that Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, that, that was like everything about Washington State. Yeah, we like did that. But like, for example, like black like black culture and history was huge because you know we had a huge uh, black population in our school. Right. So we would watch. So that's when Cindy looks. Rest in peace, Cindy. Oh, Poitier. Cindy Poitier. Yeah. So when he passed away, I I know who Cindy Poitier is be simply because I loved his performance in Raising the Sun. Mm-hmm. So we read the play Raising the Sun, and then we also watched it in class. Yeah. Um, it was the black and white version where Cindy Poitier was the main character. Yeah. But to bring it back, like I mentioned before, I used to be a major Korean nationalist because of that hate I carried. Yeah. But like it was only later in life when I actually went to Japan, meet and talk and live with the people that it changed my obvious racism. <laughs> yeah. But um, and made me have a better understanding. Like, no, this isn't the Japanese people's fault. Because at the same time, they were in fucking internment camps yeah. here in this country. Yeah. Right? It was war. It was World War II. Right? And I, I can't say it's the people, but yeah, I still, to to release that hatred I had was like, there's love for the people, but the policies is still something like I get irked about. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if Germany never taught anything about World War II? Yeah. And the shit they did. Well, if they just, didn't have Auschwitz Memorial either. Same thing with um, what's it called? Um, I think it's like in the Taiwanese government too, right? Mm-hmm. That like they don't talk about like the indigenous people there too, or right? It, it happens just, all all over. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how it's just they just eliminate. Like in China, they do that. The Tiananmen Square, Tiananmen Square doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, it never, never happened. fucking happened. Yeah, dude, have you seen the real photos? Not just the guy holding the bag. Yeah. You know when you scroll through Reddit and sometimes some fucked up photo comes up? Yeah. It was like a, a, a real behind the scenes photo. And it was just like disgusting. It, it, it was guts and body parts spread everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. They they didn't just like shoot and kill them. They they desecrated their bodies. Yeah. yeah. It, it was pretty fucking terrible. But it's not taught in their history books and they act like it never fucking happened. Yeah. Which is damn near insane. Because, you know, just to put it in perspective, I guess, like, if somebody were to listen to this, it's like, you think fucking America's hands are, like, doesn't have any blood on it? Yeah. You know, there yeah. are people who talk about this country and what our military has done to them, which is why we have, like, straight terrorist factions that hate Americans yeah. so much. And then let's say that we were to meet these people and they go, you're an American, we get killed for it. Right. But we're like, wait, I, I just play Nintendo games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, what is this? Like, I don't know what's going on. Dude, like after the first invasion of Iraq, right? We took it like in two weeks. Yeah. Right? Fast. But why were we there for like the next 15 plus years? Right? They were fighting insurrectionists, not terrorists. That's yeah. what I had a problem with too, is that people got insurrection and and um, terrorists like confused in these times. Like, uh, so after they had defeated the Saddam regime, all that stuff. Basically, the people who were fighting those soldiers were people who just lived in Iraq, but they were throwing IEDs, right? And becoming terrorists, right? And they were shooting at them. But you learn why. Why are they doing this? They're simply fighting back because the American soldiers killed their family. Yeah. Because they bombed their home, because they killed their children. And they're just like, I have nothing to lose now. I'm going to kill the people that killed my kids. Yeah. 
that's what, what was going on. So look at it in this perspective. What if China with their two, like they have like double the amount of foot soldiers that Americans do. What if those, all those troops just invaded the Western side of America, right? And then they successfully defeated it. And, and it was just run by these Chinese military everywhere. They don't speak your language and they don't look like you. Yeah. Right. And they had already won, right? Okay, fine. We've surrendered. Peace. Whatever. But then all of a sudden, every now and then, a bomb will hit your home. Why are you still bombing us? You won. Yeah. All of a sudden, a, a, like a soldier like shoots and kills somebody driving a taxi. He's just a taxi driver. He wasn't like some suicide bomber yeah. kind of thing, right? Over time, there's this resentment. Look, you can get, a, like I heard in Afghanistan, you can get an AK for a pack of cigarettes. Because there's just so many AKs out there. In the Middle God East. damn. When I was out there, every home had an AK. That's crazy. They have as many guns as we do. Guess what? Yeah, they're going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, all those guns, that's what the Second Amendment's for, right? If there was, you know, like if our military, if domestically gets overwhelmed, then citizens will take up arms. Yeah. You know? And that's what the militias are for. It's exactly what we do. And you know what they would call themselves? Insurrectionists. Yeah. That's what's happening. And but then people will look at somebody like that and call them a terrorist. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hey, what's our country doing to them as mm-hmm. a people for them to do that?" And the you see all these people like, "Why do they hate us? They hate us because we got green hills and rolling mountains <laughs> and a beautiful flag." Hey, don't be mad. You ain't got bald eagles. Yeah, you just got dust up your pussy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, that that's literally what I heard in high school because you know I grew up in the sticks. That's of course what, everybody they in the hate sticks. us because they live in fucking dirt. <laughs> <I know. laughs> don't they, hate us because you ain't hate us because they're just jealous. Yeah, it was like that. I and but as I went out there. I kind of got a new perspective. Like you watch Star Wars, you watch even like any fucking movie, like where the rebels are rising up against the powers that yeah. be, right? And who are the good guys in those movies? They're always the rebels. Yeah. You know? I mean, people just never know what it's like until they actually go there. Like, yeah. Traveling and experiences are, are everything because you could hear stories from people all the time, but unless you experience it, you smell, feel all the stuff that happens. You don't really know. You yeah. you never get to know, right? Like this is a, a, a funny little joke on a side story, but this is a real shit. Like I grew up in an area that's very diverse. And yeah. next to my parents' store was an Indian travel agency. I've always loved Indian culture. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know we would do the Indian accent, whatever, but I love the Indian culture. Like I've always loved the food. I love like the weddings, the the fucking the music, the culture, all that other shit. I always thought it was super fascinating. I, and I actually like I told this story on the on uh the other podcast with Tim. But when I was a kid, um, we used to call this uh, store uh, Punjabs. Uh-huh. That's not the name of the store. <laughs> it's just what we called it in the neighborhood. Yeah. My whole life, I thought it was Punjabs. So, yeah. but just, just what everybody called And they eventually started saying, welcome to Punjabs. Because <laughs> they just, you know, oh, that's just yeah, what it is, right? The so they're like, hey, you can go to Punjabs? I'll like, yeah, go to Punjabs. Yeah. But the, the, when I went there not too long ago, because they, they've seen me as a kid. So every time when I was a kid, there were my, the, the times I had breaks where my mom would let me just go chill and do nothing. I would go over. I would get myself either a cold pickle. <laughs> I would get a pickle where I would eat a pickle spear or I get some Hot Pockets, Funyuns, Hot Cheetos, and then like a Calypso lemonade or or a fucking soda or some shit, right? Yeah. So the guy remembers me. He goes, you know, I haven't seen you in such a long time. Obviously with a thick, you know, accent, but. 
<clears throat> I think he. You guys have. To, I, I mean, they'll probably say it on the other podcast when it comes out. But I don't. I'm not sure exactly what these words mean. But the guy would used to teach me bad words <laughs> all the time. So he would teach me this word. Like I probably just Google it, but I don't know how to spell it because I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. But they would say words like you would always hear it all the time. They're like sale. Sale means like either son of a bitch or bastard. Okay. But he would teach me these <laughs> random words, and I specifically remember this one word that he would teach me, and it was like either gandu or gandu. And I think it means gay boy. <laughs> so, so I just remember walking around just being like, Gando sale, Gando sale. You know, just saying all this bullshit. But like, just fucking with you. Yeah, I hope that's what those words mean. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But yeah. it was like son of a bitch, bastard, or gay boy. I would look it up, but I don't know how to spell the words. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it was so interesting, like, like just going to these cultures and, you know, just to go back to what I was talking about. I remember one time I was like, yeah, I want to go, go see India. <laughs> this fool was like, why? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He goes, do you have family? He's like, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, it's not good. <laughs> don't go. And I heard that twice. Oh, I also heard it from my friend uh, Rishi's parents. And they said the same thing. I'm like, oh, is it fucking terrible over there? <laughs> One of my other buddies told me, like, I like I said, I've never been to India, but literally three people that I've known growing up said, it's not that great. Yeah. He goes like, <laughs> yeah, like you might like the culture and stuff that you get to see here in the States, but yeah. he goes, India's pretty impoverished. Like right. it's it's not as this. <laughs> One of my buddies, Herschel, he goes, have you seen Aladdin? He goes, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. He goes, if you're not in the nice areas. A lot of India is super impoverished. So like your ideal image of what you think it is, it's not like that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like yeah, yeah, I can even catch a glimpse of it in like a uh, slumdog millionaire. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's in film, movie. you always think things are like super exaggerated. Yeah. But like from the way three people that I know have told me, they're like, you don't need to go. Yeah. <laughs> I've also heard from like my missionary friends, like the caste system out there is like so rough that they they leave their poor impoverished like, Bro. in the gutter. I'm not, I'm once again, if anybody who is uh, from India can explain this to me, I remember there was a girl in high school, right? <clears throat> At the time, she wasn't my friend, so I didn't really know her that well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said her last name, but it was the wrong last name. And I said her last name was Singh. And she got hella mad. Really? She was like, excuse me, I'm not a Singh. That's beneath me, is what she said. I was like, what? Oh, so it's like Damn. saying like a commoner's name, like the, in the caste system, like that's something like you wouldn't yeah. have. Because I think her last name is uh, Patel. Right. So maybe Patel is a lot higher than Singh. I, mm. I, I don't know what it was, but the look of disgust that she had when I when I thought her last name was Singh, because I don't know, it's like a last name's a last name. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the way that she said that, I was like, oh, is this because of like the caste system and like your name kind of gives you like a level of who you are in, in society? Right. I, I feel like, yeah, it's, like, so it's really rough in the caste system. It's a, it's a, because like they're, they're, they are a homogenous society, right? As far as quote unquote race goes. Yeah. Right. But they do have different languages because it's such a big country, yeah, they, right? I mean, there's like. And different fractions of like clans and cultures. A lot of different languages. Yeah. So I say like, I remember he was teaching me Hindi because it's like right. Hindi, Gujarati. There's like. Punjabi, there's all these different like dialects and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What my roommate in when I was doing in my missionary school was from India. He flew in from India, but he looked Chinese as fuck. I'm like, you're Indian? And he has like an Indian accent too. Get the and, fuck out of here. But he's like, no, yeah, I'm from Northeast India. Like, 
right closer to like that area. Oh, it's like really mi- it's kind of where the the border of China and Russia. Yeah, is. so he's like light skin, more East Asian looking, but he's like Indian. He's Indian. Yeah, so that was something new I learned too. <laughs> you just met him. He was like, "Hello." Hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Oh. Dude, what? Like, Are your what parents like missionaries like, hey, bro, in India? You're like, bro, that's really offensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Saleh. No, you, don't, yeah. you don't fucking know me, Saleh. Yeah. Fucking Gando. <laughs> He's just going no. off on you. No, dude. But like even the um, the actor who was the host in um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire of Slumdog Millionaire, that guy was complaining like in the movie and he was angry that... Um, he he felt like he should have been the star of the movie because oh the, my god because according to his cast the cast system too he is higher than the the actor who played the lead role that's crazy how strong that shit is still. yeah he was like super upset he's like did it. you fucking call me sing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's us like like don't you dare call me a fucking Kim yeah <laughs> motherfucker I'm not no motherfucking Namgoon <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like I heard there's a lot of reason the reason why we have so many Kims is because of like how big the clan and the affluence. Yeah. So a lot of people would lie. Right, so right. The, I've like, heard that too. Like half the half the Kims in this world aren't real Kims. Yeah. So they would just lie on their documents. I think it was because during the annexation, like apparently everyone had Japanese names too, right? Mm. So after that uh that was over, like Koreans had to like fucking revive their identity. Pretty they much could just be whoever they want. Yeah, so they chose a bunch of these last names. That's why it was like popular names like Pak, Yi, and Kim. Yeah. So if you if you if you guys ever wanted to know why Korean people don't have like a, a wide variation in last names, it's because it's clan based. Yeah. It's you are some from the Kim clan. Yeah. I, okay. So I had this crazy experience. This was like, fuck, damn, it was two thousand seven. I think. Um, I got. Me and Dan both got called to shoot a documentary in Korea for the the Hallyu wave, right? That was the beginning stages of the K-pop, K-pop wave. wave yeah. Look at what it is now. But this was back in 2007. Like we were interviewing Big Bang when they were little kids. That's crazy. And I didn't know who the fuck they were. I yeah. was like, who are these freaking gay boys? Kind of thing. Like, <laughs> obviously, yeah, it was, this was 2007. During the time. Yeah, 2007. Yeah. But like, uh, and then next thing I knew, like they were like the biggest things in the world. But um we got invited to this dinner, right? And um, they were all like um, people in the web space of Asia, pretty much. And so in that room, apparently, with the CEOs combined, there was about $2 billion worth of people in there, right? Um, Damn. What's the the Chinese Google? Uh, a fucking... Um, Weibo or something? Or I can't remember, but I, I know what you're talking about. But what the fuck is it? I met that CEO. Oh really? Yeah, like he was there for that. It it was like for it's a G twenty summit or something like that. G some it was a big summit for some wealth thing. Um, like Colin Powell was part of that summit too or whatever. But at this dinner specifically, I'm sitting next to the CEO of this big software company, and I'm and you guys might know what it is. I'm not going to say it. Um, just. Korean Ajishi kind of guy. And we were done filming. I could finally put my camera down and I was seated next to him. Right. And, uh, he, I, I was there with the guy who was on Donald Trump's show, uh, the apprentice. He was a, he was a finalist on that mm. show. And that was part of the job I was with. So 
this guy, he just starts talking shit about the guy I'm with, you know? In front of him? Yeah. Does he know it's him? Yeah. He's like, hey, how much do you think he's worth? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I know he's successful in business in America. It's like, but how much do you think? I was like, well, apparently he made his first million in college. And I was like, and he goes, okay, let's say he's worth $10 million. Generously. And he's been saying all this in English too, by the way. Yeah. He's generously, maybe he's worth $20 million, right? And then he's like, he's a clown. <laughs> I'm like, what? And this guy's just over here eating. <laughs> yeah. eating his hey, I'm sitting right here. Yeah, he's just talking shit. He's like, that guy's a clown. He's like Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a clown. You businessman or entertainer, right? He's like, they're both clowns. This is 2007. Holy shit. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm worth $400 million. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I would have looked at him and wow. been like, do you know how poor I am? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? I feel terrible. And then he goes, what's your last name? I go, Park. He goes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, I'm Park. He goes, she's Park. He's Park. He's Park. And he's like, we're family. Right? And I was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Right? He's like, so I was like, really? He goes, look at us. Our skin, our hair. Like, you know how some Koreans yeah. have that look, that Mongolian look? Yeah. That's what he was talking about. He's like, look at us. Yeah. We're the same clan. Yeah. Right? So if I have a daughter, you have a sex with her? <laughs> yeah. That's incest. Yeah. You have a sex with your sister. So he goes, he opens a bottle of Jack. By the way, bottle of Jack is like a hundred bucks like out there because it's imported. Imported, yeah. Whiskey. He goes, this yeah. is good. He goes, Masha, he's like, take a drink. I was like, oh, I drank too much. And he goes, oh, and yeah. I was like, this guy's worth it. <laughs> so yeah. like, I take a drink and I was drinking with him. And he was like, for real about that name, like family clan yeah. shit too. Like for us, like in America, your name doesn't really mean anything Shit. unless you're like a socialite. Yeah. You know, but they, like, they oh, still you're keep a Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like three parts removed. I wish I was there. He's like, what's your last name? It's so- like, you didn't care. He's like, yeah, you dirty man. <laughs> yeah. You don't sit next to us. This is a park yeah. table. You clown. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your <laughs> mom's last name? Park. <laughs> Like, it's park i swear yeah, dude. I and mean, it's wild they they do like I, I had a friend who had a big like park tattoo with the the original chinese symbol for it from where like oh the hanmen symbol yeah that's yeah, crazy like from way back where like he's like do you know what kind of park you are i'm like no i was like bro i'm yeah. drank yeah. <laughs> I, i'm fucking drank I'm, i don't know I'm, I'm part of you now i guess just like you said yeah, yeah, it's like, you going to pour me some Jack too or what? Like, what the I, fuck? I feel like, like I said, it's because it's a homogenous country, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about classism than it's ever about race. Yeah, the, of course, because everybody's Korean. Yeah. So the, what, what else can you do to separate you and fucking show that you're better than somebody besides mm-hmm. ethnicity at that point? It's going to be this whole caste system. Apparently, there's a law put into place in the early 1900s where, it was, where they had outlawed classism because apparently it was a problem 100 years ago too. I think it's, a, I know for a lot of it, what had to do with jobs because yeah. they recently um, made it uh, illegal to uh, stop hiring people based on blood, on your blood type. Blood type? Yeah. Because that's how serious it is in Korea. But uh, yeah, I get asked that by Korean people. Like, it, what's your blood type? In your, it, so uh, a friend of mine who worked in Korea years ago was like, I had to write my blood type. 
in my application for a job. Really? And they just, oh, we only hire, you know, They're A. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> young? You know, which means like, oh, you're very, very quick to anger. You yeah. Know? So like you would, they would like certain, I mean, people who live in Korea could probably correct me if I'm wrong, but this is coming from a per- person that I know. He said that on an application, he had to write his uh, blood type. They asked his blood type on an application, job application. My goodness. Isn't that fucking crazy? Is that like outlawed here in America because of HIPAA? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> a blood type. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a preconceived notion of who you, it's like basically asking somebody, hey, so what's your fucking sign? Yeah. What's your Myers-Briggs yeah. on your job application? <laughs> you're Pisces. We don't hire Pisces. Yeah. Right. Aries, uh, you're going to be too much of a leader in this group. So I don't yeah, think so. That's, that's wild. It's just this odd thing too. Like Asian people- and that blood type shit, it's like for real. My mom used to mention that shit to me all the time. She goes, you're a little fucking asshole because you're type B. <laughs> That's such a type B type of thing. Yeah, I hear that. I, I, I've heard, I've always had to ask my mom what my blood type is because someone would ask me about my personality. And then I'd always forget because it's not important to me. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Ask my doctor. They know. It's, yeah, it's probably important to, for medical reasons. Like if I'm losing blood really quick, <laughs> I, like, I should probably remember. You're like, <laughs> I could just picture you and do a major car accident and they have to give you an immediate blood transfusion. Like, what's your blood type? You're like, you fucking classist. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> like, no, we need your blood type to give you blood. You can't put me in your class system. You fucking Kazaki. He's like, I'm also a park. You want to yeah. know that too? You can't define me. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. What are your thoughts on classes and award shows? Once again, just to reiterate, I have nothing against anybody who loves award shows. It's just not something that I grew up with. It always makes me feel weird. It feels like I have to suck my own dick. And I just, yeah. don't, I just don't like it, <laughs> you know? But once again, if you love awards and what you grew up with, hey, fucking kudos to you, man. You grew up in, a, in an environment of positive reinforcement. I was called a loser my whole life. <laughs> and anytime I got an award, they were like, everybody gets that award. Yeah. So <laughs> we all grew up differently, man. But you can catch Ed at Ed Park VP. And you could catch Genius Brains at t- Genius Brain at 12 p.m. every Sundays until further notice. Uh, Secret Society is the clothing line. If you see the cap, S C R T S O C I E T Y dot com, it's one of my bigger passions right now. It's uh, me bringing contemporary fashion basics with just the right quality. Um, and I know you guys hear about quality all the time. We did a previous podcast about this, but. Um, knowing about clothes and just creating clothes are two different things and we're trying to disrupt the clothing system with the shit that we do. So I hope you guys check that out and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com.